Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Extra Point. I am your host, Ryan Nelke. So here on The Extra Point, we will discuss the NFL, the upcoming fantasy football season, and the MLB with playoff predictions. But today, we won't have playoff predictions because it is our fantasy football marathon. But before we get started, I would like to give a special thanks this my cousin, Stephen Hara. He got this all started for me, and it wouldn't be possible without him. Here we go, guys. So first, we will get started with my NFL standings predictions. So first, coming out of the NFC East, we will have the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-6. and six. Next, the Cowboys at 9-7, and seven. and then the Giants... And the Redskins tied at 5-11 for third place. Then we have the NFC North. We have the Bears at 12-4, who are a great pick to win with their amazing defense and their upcoming quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Then a strong second place and tied with them, the Green Bay Packers with the Minnesota Vikings. And then in last place, who I don't think will be going far this season, I have the Detroit Lions. Next, in the NFC South, a strong favorite to win their division, the New Orleans Saints. And then in second place, I have the Atlanta Falcons, with the Carolina Panthers trailing behind them at 8-8, eight and eight, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 4-12, and 12, who I do not think, even with a new head coach, Bruce Arians, will be that strong of a team. I think the Saints will dominate this vision, which is why they will finish at 13-3. and three. Finally, in the NFC West, we have the Los Angeles Rams. They will be 12-4 and and will capture the West. Then next after them, I have the Seattle Seahawks at 9-7. And And then in third place, might be a surpriser, I have the Cardinals at 5-11. I think Kyler Murray will be a better quarterback than Josh Rosen, which is why they will come up to third place, and then in fourth place, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will carry them to even two games below 500 because he has looked very shaky in the preseason, which is why I think they'll finish in last place. And then in the NFC wildcard, I have the Vikings and the Falcons both at 9-7, and and then the teams that are tied with them and could also capture the wild card based on tiebreakers. I have the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, coming out of the NFC, I'd have the Philly, I mean, my bad. I'd have the Eagles, the Bears, the Saints, and the Rams with the Vikings and the Falcons with the wild card. So now to the AFC East. I will have New England, obviously, would have to come out of the AFC East at 11-5. and five. Then the Jets will rise up to second place with Sam Darnold in his second year, who will make the jump, and their star running back, LeVon Bell, with Robbie Anderson now is going to make a bigger jump. I will have the Bills at 6-10. and 10. And the Dolphins, this is going to be a bad year for them and dolphins fans you not, might not like me on this but i don't think they'll have a good year as they will finish at 2 and 14 then in the AFC North Cleveland Browns they're looking strong with Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Landry, Miles Garrett their whole team's looking pretty solid with 
also acquired Olivier Vernon from the Giants. They will finish at 11-5 and five and sneak out the division by one game from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I see coming in at 10-6. and six. I don't see the Steelers having a big drop-off, even though Bell and Brown are gone, because they still have Juju Smith-Schuster, and they have James Conner. Then next in third place, I'll have the Baltimore Ravens at 9-7. and seven. I am not that sold on Lamar Jackson yet, so that's why I'll keep them at 9-7. and seven. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have to finish in last place at 6-10. and 10. Not really liking how things are going to go for them. Then the AFC South. With Luck now surprisingly retiring, they drop off. Now the division winners will be the Houston Texans coming in at 10-6. and 6. Uh, Even with Lamar Miller out for the year with a torn ACL, Newly acquired Duke Johnson will fill in for him, and I don't think he'll have a bad year. Then, the Jacksonville Jaguars will tie with the Houston Texans at 10-6. and Depending on tiebreakers, we'll see who ends up in first. They will make the jump. They did not have a great year last year. Their defense will bounce back, which is why they will tie for first, and depending on what... On the tiebreakers, we will see who finishes in first. Then, a game behind them in third. I have the Tennessee Titans at 9-7. and seven. Marcus Mariota, this is a boomer bust year for him. He needs to make an improvement, or this can easily turn out to be a bust pick for the Titans. And then tied with them is the Indianapolis Colts. Luck leaving drops them off. I would have the Colts winning the division. But since Luck has retired, Jacoby Brissett takes over. And when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback in 2017, he did not have a great year, which led them to 4-12. and Yes, now, the Colts do have a better team. But it won't be good enough to get them to the playoffs. And finally, in the AFC West, this is a pretty easy pick here. I have the Kansas City Chiefs finishing at 13-3. and Tyreek Hill, not suspended. Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. Their defense now improved. More people coming in, such as Tyron Matthew. Uh, then I have the Chargers with Melva Gordon holding out at 10-6. and six. Austin Eckler, when he was in there, when Melvin Gordon wasn't, he was not a bad running back, which is why I think... He will be good enough to keep them there. Eckler won't carry the team, but they'll be a strong enough team to finish in second place. Then I have the Denver Broncos at 8-8. Eight and eight. We will see what happens with their quarterback uh, position with Drew Locke and Joe Flacco. Who knows what's going to happen there, but Drew Locke is injured, so we'll see what happens there. And in fourth place, the Raiders are going to have a better season. It's just not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. But I feel generous giving them a 7-9 and nine record. Antonio Brown, he has to be big for them. Also, Derek Carr, with Antonio Brown in there now, it will really help him out. Uh, Josh Jacobs, rookie running back. We'll see what he does. I think he'll be good enough to help them out. But 7-9 and nine is a big improvement for the Raiders, as we'll see what will happen in the following years. So, finally, in the AFC wildcard, I will have the Pittsburgh Steelers 
the Jacksonville Jaguars in the one and two spots. And then the Los Angeles Chargers will be tied with them all at ten. They'll be all at ten and six. We'll see what happens with tiebreakers. And then all tied after them are the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Baltimore Ravens at nine and seven. So there are your NFL predictions. And now let's get into fantasy football rankings, and we will start off with quarterbacks. Not a shocker to most people, but my quarterback one is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He took 580 attempts last year passing, and that got him to 5,097 yards with 50 touchdown passes. That earned him the MVP spot. It's going to be really hard for him to improve on this. He will get numbers around this, though, which is why he stays at my quarterback one. Next, my quarterback two is Deshaun Watson. He put up a pretty solid year last year. He got 4,165 yards in the air with 26 touchdowns. He also got five rushing touchdowns on the ground to add with 551 rushing yards. With Lamar Miller out, and now Duke Johnson in, Duke Johnson is a catch-passing back, which will help Deshaun Jack, which will help Deshaun Watson out. And also with DeAndre Hopkins, a star wide receiver, I don't think Deshaun Watson will fall off much, which is why he will stay at my quarterback too. Next, coming out of Atlanta, I have Matt Ryan as my quarterback three. Matt Ryan. He's not in discussions for top three, but I looked at his stats. He almost put up 5,000 yards in the air last year, 4,924. He threw 35 touchdown passes, only seven interceptions, and he also got three touchdowns on the grounds. With Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman healthy, Idol Smith to back him up, this is a pretty solid team, and this is why Matt Ryan will be a top three quarterback for me. Next, coming in at my quarterback four, I have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he didn't have that great of a year as most people expected. He still put up really solid numbers, 4,442 yards and 25 touchdowns. Usually you see Rodgers in the 30s range for touchdowns, fell off a little bit. and But he also had two touchdowns on the ground. Aaron Rodgers, he's still a really top quarterback and will put up better numbers this year. I'd say about 4,600 yards and maybe 33 touchdowns, which is why he will be my quarterback four. Coming in at quarterback five, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield is a pretty solid pick here. Most people would probably pick someone above him. Maybe I'd say Drew Brees. Ben Roethlisberger, other top quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. But Mayfield comes in at five because of their newly improved offense. Odell Beckham Jr. They have also Kareem Hunt. He's going to be suspended the first eight games, but once he comes back, he's going to be big. They also have Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku. It can't get any better than this. This is why he's going to be my quarterback five. My quarterback six is Carson Wentz. If you count up his stats, 
Carson Wentz only played 11 games and threw for 3,704 yards. But if you average just over a full season, you would get 4,471 yards, 31 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. This is good enough to put him as a quarterback six. If he can stay healthy, he will be a quarterback six. Now my quarterback seven, I have Jared Goff. Jared Goff might not be a usual quarterback seven. But Goff put up 4,688 yards in the air, threw for 32 touchdowns, and had two touchdowns running. Goff, with now Cooper Cutback, he has also Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Todd Gurley, a newly drafted Tyrell Henderson. This is a really good offense, which is why he will stay at my quarterback seven. Coming in at quarterback eight from the Carolina Panthers, I have Cam Newton. Newton, he missed two games last year, but he almost got 3,500 yards. He threw for 24 touchdown passes. He did throw 13 interceptions, though, and he also had about 500 rushing yards and four touchdowns on the ground. Cam will improve this year. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best backs in the game. That will help him. He also has DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Those are two elite options. And he also has Greg Olson, a veteran tight end. Newton's stats will improve this year if he can stay healthy because he is a running quarterback. Coming in at quarterback nine, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner. He is still going to be a top 10 quarterback, even though Bell and Brown are gone. Ben Roethlisberger, he threw for 5,129 yards last year. That is more than Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan. He threw 34 touchdown passes and also had three touchdowns on the ground. That is some pretty good stats. If Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy because he has had some injury issues in the past, I don't think he's going to get injured, but he will be a top quarterback option. And to round out the top 10, I have Drew Brees. Brees, you can see he's starting to get older and he's relying on maybe the run game more, a little bit if you can say. But Brees is still a top 10 quarterback. He did miss... 4,000 yards, but it was because he didn't play one one game. He played all 15, but the last one. But Breeze threw for 32 touchdown passes, was 8 yards short of 4,000, and had 4 yards on the grounds. With Michael Thomas as another good option, along with Alvin Kamara, he will be a top 10 quarterback. My number 11 quarterback from the Seattle Seahawks is Russell Wilson. Wilson, he, well, the Seahawks, I say, rely on the run game, the heaviest run game in the National Football League. Chris Carson, and he, Chris Carson really does it. He is not a bad running back. He can do it. But when they pass the ball, Russell Wilson is not a bad option. He threw for almost 3,500 yards last year, 
had 35 passing touchdowns, but surprisingly didn't run for one, but put up 376 rushing yards. Those are pretty solid stats for a number 11 quarterback, which is why he is my number 11 quarterback. (laughs) My number 12 quarterback is falling lately. Tom Brady, usually in the past years, you see him as a top 10, top 5 quarterback. This, This year, number 12 for me. Tom Brady, he threw for 4,355 yards last year and just missed 30 touchdown passes, a tick below at 29. Had two on the ground, touchdowns on the ground, which puts him as my quarterback 12 with a whole bunch of wide receiver options at Julian Edelman, newly reinstated Josh Gordon, drafted Nikhil Harry, they have Jacoby Myers, who's doing great in camp. He has to be a quarterback 12. At number 13, I have Philip Rivers. This man is always slept on every year. Every year he slept on. He always ends up in the later rounds and also in auction drafts for very few, very few dollars you pay for him. Rivers, though, threw for 4,308 yards, had 32 touchdowns, which is pretty impressive numbers. With Melvin Gordon holding out, he still has Austin Eckler, though, so don't be afraid to take him. He is a low-end quarterback one for me, but he's also an awesome backup if you get him. At number 14, I have Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky played 14 games last year. He threw for... 3,223 yards, and had 24 touchdowns. Also with three rushing touchdowns on the ground with 421 rushing yards. For a second-year stats, those are not bad. He is going to improve this year. Don't sleep on him. He is not a bad option. Allen Robinson. They have Tariq Cohen, the speedster. They have their new running back. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Montgomery, they have him. Great ads. They also have Anthony Miller as another wide receiver option. Trey Burton. He is a quarterback 14. Not He is a great guy to have as a backup. Coming in at number 15, I have Kirk Cousins. Cousins, people might say he didn't have a great year. People can say he had a disappointing year as a fantasy quarterback. Cousins, though, threw for 4,298 yards, two below 4,300. 30 touchdown passes and had one touchdown on the ground. For a guy who could be a backup, it's not bad stats. If you wait on quarterbacks, you might not agree with me, Agree with me on this? He could be a low-end quarterback one, but I wouldn't really take him there because they are switching to a run-heavy offense with Dalvin Cook. He has great options at Thielen and Diggs with also Kyle Rudolph, which puts him at quarterback 15. Next, I have Jameis Winston, my quarterback 16. Jameis, last year, threw for... 2,992 yards, 8 below 3,000, had 19 touchdown passes, and 1 on the grounds. Jameis played only 11 games, though, because of injury. 
Jameis didn't have the best year, though. He threw 14 interceptions along with 19. That's only five below the number of touchdown passes he threw. Jameis Winston is going to have to improve with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and O.J. Howard alongside him. He's going to have to improve. Or he, he could end up as maybe a streamer, somebody you pick up. But he is a good backup, I would have him as. My number 17 quarterback, I have as Derek Carr. Derek Carr has newly acquired Antonio Brown. That is a great wide receiver to have alongside you. He also has Josh Jacobs. Carr threw for 4,049 yards last year. And not a stat I really like. He had only 19 touchdowns and only one on the ground. So, in total, he only had 20 touchdown passes. Not something I really would look forward to. But their offense has improved, which will put him as a mid-level quarterback, too. Next, the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray in college was awesome. Let's leave it at that. Who knows what he's going to be in the NFL, though? But Murray is a good quarterback, too. Don't take him as his one because there are a lot of risks. But if you do, it's a risk-reward because this guy has a lot of talent and you don't know what he can be. But I would keep him as my quarterback, too. Next, I have Dak Prescott as my number 19. Dak... Usually is not a guy you look at in fantasy. Last year, though, he, he missed 4,000 yards only by 115 yards at 3,885 yards through 22 touchdown passes and had six on the ground, which comes to 28 touchdowns in total. Not bad stats for a backup. If Ezekiel Elliott signs a contract, puts the ink to the paper, this will keep him as quarterback, too. If Elliott doesn't sign for the first couple of games, I would not draft him. Do not draft him if Elliott is not signed at the draft. And to round out my top 20, I have Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, newly acquired LeVon Bell. Robbie Anderson at wideout. He has Chris Herndon at tight end. Good options to have. Darnold... Played 13 games last year, had 2,865 yards, 17 touchdowns, and a touchdown on the ground. Had 15 interceptions, though. He didn't have a bad rookie year, but he will make the jump in year two, which is why he will round out my top 20. And my next five, which I will just list, we have Matt Stafford, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles, and Eli Manning. So those are my quarterback rankings. We will now get into running backs. At number one, pretty obvious choice, just like Patrick Mahomes, I have Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was a beast last year. He ran for 1,307 yards. He had 11 rushing touchdowns. And also caught 91 balls for 724 yards and 4 touchdowns. This made him the number one running back in fantasy. I'm pretty sure he will put up these same stats again. Just like he did last year. The Giants also have Tate. 
who will be suspended for the first four games, and Shepard, who will be out for at least one to two games. But even though he might struggle in week one or two because they, teams might stack the box against him because of they have no wideout options, don't be afraid to take him. He is going to be the number one running back no matter what. At my running back two, I have Christian McCaffrey from the Panthers. McCaffrey, you can call him more of a receiving running back. Even though he's a receiving running back, he did get 1,098 yards on the ground, had four 100-yard games, and had seven touchdowns. McCaffrey also got 101 107 receptions for 867 yards and 6 touchdowns. This gives him 13 touchdowns and almost about 2,000 yards in total. Pretty solid stats for a number 2 running back. If you have the number 2 pick, I would take McCaffrey. And also in auction drafts, don't be afraid to spend on McCaffrey. He is a great player to have on your team. As I have learned from, when playing against him, he's pretty scary to play against. My number three running back, Alvin Kamara. He is also the same as Christian McCaffrey, a receiving running back. He ran for 883 yards and had 14 rushing touchdowns, so you can't just call him a receiving running back. He also ran, he also caught 81 balls for 709 yards and four touchdowns. Barkley, McCaffrey, and Kamara round out the top three. All elite options, and you can't go wrong with any one of them. Now, if you are in a snake draft, having the number four pick isn't really the best option, as after one, two, three, there's a lot of risk. But my number four running back is Todd Gurley. Ezekiel Elliott cannot be the number four if he is not signed a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Gurley, he had a great year last year. He had 1,251 yards on the ground, 17 rushing touchdowns, 59 balls caught for 580 yards and four receiving touchdowns. You can't really get better than that. Gurley, if he didn't miss the two games, he probably would have been the number one running back in fantasy. If if Gurley's knee holds up and is fine and good enough to play with, he will be one of the top backs and probably the number four. And he does have the chance to get up to the number two, possibly the one, but I say the one is a stretch, so the two is where I could see him going up to. My number five running back is James Conner. Again, I can't have Ezekiel Elliott here. Ezekiel Elliott drops in the rankings. But if Elliott puts the pen to the paper, he jumps up to my running back number four. But let's focus on James Conner right now. As Conner played 13 games last year, had 973 rushing yards for 12 touchdowns, and caught 55 balls for 497 yards and a touchdown. That is great numbers. If he played those three extra games... He definitely would have got 1,000 yards. He probably could have got 14, 15 touchdowns and maybe another 100, 150 receiving yards and maybe one more touchdown in the air. 
He is a great option to have. Oh, he is a uh, possibly a first rounder, and then a second rounder at the worst. Number six running back is David Johnson. David Johnson made the best of what he had last year. He now has a better quarterback, though. In 16 games, he put up 940 rushing yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, caught 50 passes for 446 yards and three touchdowns. He did not have that great of a quarterback situation last year, which is why he struggled. But he still finished as a top 10 running back, which shows how good of a choice he is. This is why he's my number six running back. Kyler Murray will make him put up better stats this year. Number seven, I have LeVon Bell. Bell, he hasn't played in, year, in a year. But you have seen what he has done when he has played. When he played with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he put up elite numbers that made him a top five, top three running back in the league. LeVon Bell is now in the Jets. It's not as a great team as the Steelers, though, which is why he comes to my running back number seven. He ha- probably will have some rust on him as he has not played in one full year. But he still comes out to my running back seven. And finally at eight, we have Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott is most likely going to sign with the Cowboys because if he doesn't, he's going to lose uh, money because uh, another year will get added onto his contract and then he won't get the big contract that he wants. Jerry Jones is eventually going to give him a contract. Because if he do, if Elliott doesn't play in week 1, week 2, and the Cowboys go 0-1, 0-2, he is going to give Elliott the money. Which is why Elliott's going to be my 8. If Elliott gets the money, he becomes number 4. Joe Mixon at number 9 for me. Joe Mixon was a great option last year. 1,168 yards on the ground, 8 touchdowns, and then also he caught 43 passes for 296 yards and a touchdown. Pretty awesome stats for a number 9 running back in the league in fantasy. Then at number 10, to round it out, Nick Chubb on the Cleveland Browns. I am not that worried when Kareem Hunt comes back. The worst that can happen is... He takes away some of his passes, some of his carries. But look what happened with the Saints last year. They had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Both were awesome fantasy options. Nick Chubb last year. He he came on maybe halfway through the season. When he played the Raiders and had that long touchdown run, that's when he got it on. If he played that full season as their number one, he probably could have got 1,200, 300 rushing yards. He put up... Four yards short of a thousand, with eight touchdowns on the ground, four one hundred rushing games, had two touchdowns in the air, caught twenty, and also had one hundred forty nine receiving yards. Awesome stats for a guy who didn't wasn't even the starting running back for the beginning of the season. Next, Damian Williams, the running back on the Chiefs. You can't go wrong with a player on the Chiefs pretty much this year. As their number one, he put up awesome numbers last year with the Chiefs. When With the games he come on, the last three, I'm pretty sure. Awesome games. Damian Williams is on the Chiefs. The Chiefs has an awesome offense. It's going to make him a top 15 running back. 
which is why he comes to my running back 11. At number 12, I have Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook is coming off an injury. Cook played 11 games last year, had 615 rushing yards, had two touchdowns, and caught 40 for 305 and two touchdowns in the air. He played 11. When Cook plays a full 16, he's going to be a top back. He had that long touchdown against the Cardinals. He looked pretty good there. 85-yard touchdown against the Cardinals. He's went straight through their defense. I know it's preseason, but if you could do that, coming off an injury, it's looking pretty good. My number 13, who also came on strong at the end of the year, just like Damian Williams. Derrick Henry from the Titans as my running back number 13. Henry was very strong last year. Henry, when he came on after Deion Lewis was in his way, he put up big numbers, especially against the last couple teams he faced. Henry put up 1,059 rushing yards, got 12 touchdowns, and didn't do much in the air, 15 for 99. That was Deion Lewis's job. But Henry is a guy who plows through defenses. I had him on my fantasy team last year. In the first 10 weeks, he really didn't do that much because of Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis was in his way. Deion Lewis took away carries, took away more downs. But when they started giving the ball to Derrick Henry and gave him more chances, that's when he really came on. My running back 14, Chris Carson. For a team that is the run-heaviest offense in the league, he has to be a top 15 back. 1,151 yards, 9 touchdowns, 6 100 rushing yard games. He didn't have any touchdowns in the air, though. But that's what Russell Wilson's job is, to throw to his wide receivers and his tight end. Chris Carson is a, an elite option. He is a good number two running back, high end. That's why I would take him there. And to round up my top 15... Might be a little surprising pick. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is coming off only an eight-game season where he only put up 439 yards, five touchdowns, and one in the air. Leonard Fournette will be a better running back this year. Leonard Fournette has the chance to crack top 10 because of their quarterback situation. Blake Bortles was not a great quarterback last year. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Nick Foles now... Newly signed for four years, big contract, is a much better quarterback, which is why they won't stack the box as often, which will open up some holes for Fournette, which can make him a top running back this year. Next, I have Aaron Jones from the Packers. The Packers are going to run the ball more this year. Jones, he put up 728 rushing yards for eight touchdowns and one in the air for 26 receptions for 206 yards in only 12 games. If he played the full 16, he'd probably be able to get 1,000, maybe two more touchdowns, and one in the air. Jones is a top 20 back. He can push top 15, top 10. Top 10 is a little high for him if the Packers really push it with him this year. But Jones is a great option as a running back too. Next, I have Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay was a great option last year. 
In 15 games, he had 1,037 rushing yards, 9 touchdowns, 35 receptions for 241 yards, and a touchdown. Those are great stats for a guy who was on the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos didn't have that best of an offense last year. Now they have a new quarterback, not a guy I personally like in Joe Flacco. But Lindsey will put up similar numbers to this, and he will be a mid-level running back too. Next, I have Kerryon Johnson with the Detroit Lions. Kerryon Johnson played 10 games last year. He got injured. But he did have 641 rushing yards for three touchdowns, 32 receptions for 213 yards, and a touchdown. Those are pretty good stats. If Johnson plays the full 16 this year, he is going to be a running back to a good option there because the Lions are going to run the ball. He broke the line streak of however many games at not having a 100 rushing yard game. He is their running back for the future and could push a high-end running back too. At number 19, I have Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is on a new team, the Baltimore Ravens, which is a run-heavy offense with Lamar Jackson as a running quarterback. Then they have Mark Ingram, who is a great runner. But with him on the Ravens, not the team I personally think he should have gone to because teams are going to look for the run because Lamar Jackson, he can run. But... He is not the best of passers. This is why I see Mark Ingram as a running back too. He won't be as good as he was with the Saints last year because teams are going to look for the run more often than not. But Ingram will put up good numbers enough to be running back too. And at number 20, who has a big drop-off, Marlon Mack. If Andrew Luck does not retire, Marlon Mack is a top 15 back. But because of his retirement, he's top 20. Jacoby Brissett, he's not the worst of backups, but he's not going to be as good as Andrew Luck. Mack in 12 games had 908 rushing yards with 9 touchdowns and 1 receiving touchdown. He only played 12 games, though. He would put up 1,000 yards if he played another 4 games. Probably if he only played one more game, he would have had 1,000. But he will stay around the 1,000-yard rushing yard because Andrew Luck is not there. He will not push 1,250, 1,300, 400 yards because teams will look for the run more because Brissett is not that great of a passer. At number 21, a rookie running back, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, I like him. And it shows how deep running backs are. He's a number 21 running back at how he is. Josh Jacobs, he was on the Crimson Tide last year. Josh Jacobs is going to put up strong numbers with the Raiders. I think he will reach 1,000 yards, maybe about nine touchdowns, maybe one on in the air, which makes him a number 21 back. This man, James White, From the New England Patriots at number 22. He is a guy I might have put too low. Because in PPR leagues last year, White was probably a top 10 back. James White is not a guy who runs the ball. He is more of a receiving back than 
Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. James White could easily be a top 15, top 10, maybe even top 8 back. He is that good of a back. Sony Michelle, who was next in the rankings, might take maybe a few passes away. More who Michelle, though, at number 23, will come in and will take the rushes. Michelle will not get the passes because of White. Because Michelle last year got 931 rushes for six touchdowns. Nothing in the air, which all went to James White. But Michelle only played 13 games. He plays the full... 16, he'd be around 1,200 rushing yards. James White, though, my number 22, he put up a lot of receiving yards. 751, 87 receptions, 7 touchdowns. He also had 5 rushing touchdowns for me to say he's not a running guy. But James White is going to be the guy who catches the ball for the Patriots. Next on this list, I have Tariq Cohen as my number 25 back. Tariq Cohen is also a catch-passing back. Their new guy, Montgomery, will take care of that. Tariq Cohen had 71 receptions for 725 yards and 5 touchdowns last year. He also had 3 on the ground for 444 yards. This puts him as a solid low-end running back 2, very high-end running back 3, good flex option. And then at number 26, you have his partner, David Montgomery, the newly drafted third-round pick from Iowa State. In Iowa State, he put up awesome numbers, and the Bears are in love with him. This should make him a top back, top 30 back. Maybe he could push top 20, because if the Bears are in love with him, he's going to get the bulk of the carries. Cohen will be the guy who will get the passes. Montgomery will be the guy who will get the runs. At number 27, I have Austin Eckler, who will be in place of Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler, he was not a bad option last year. In 14 games, remember, he was a backup for some of them, so his numbers aren't going to be, like, going to blow you away. He did get 550. 554 yards for three touchdowns. Also had 39 receptions for 404 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. For a guy who backed up for most of the year and also got starting job, he's not a bad option. Next, I have Melvin Gordon, who was holding out at running back 28. Some people will say this is too low because they might think Melvin Gordon will play this year. But if Melvin Gordon doesn't play this, this year... And people draft him high. He is going to be a bust pick. This is why he is low in my rankings. If Melvin Gordon though plays. He becomes a top 5 back. The number 5 back. He had a great year last year. Melvin put up. 885 yards for 10 touchdowns. And 50 receptions for 490 yards. And 4 touchdowns. In only 12 games. Pretty amazing stats because he did get injured at the end of last year. Melvin Gordon doesn't sign. He's a bust pick. And that is why he's my running back, number 28. At 29, I have Kenyon Drake. Who did just have an injury a week or two ago. 
Kenyon Drake, not a bad option in the Dolphins' offense. Didn't have that best of a year because he is on a Miami team that is going to struggle this year. Combined, he had nine touchdowns last year, had 535 yards on the ground, and 477 yards in the air. Not a bad option as a running back number three. And to round out the top 30, I have Duke Johnson, who is now on the Texans. Duke Johnson is going to be their number one back. Duke Johnson with the Browns would have been a number three back, which is why he requested a trade. Duke Johnson last year, nothing to get excited about. Only 201 yards on the ground, no rushing touchdowns, 429 yards in the air for three reception touchdowns. Duke Johnson is going to be much better than that as a number one running back. Duke Johnson will be someone to look forward to as a number three back who can push as a flex or a low one too. At number 31, I have Jordan Howard, who will be on the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Jordan Howard fell behind Tariq Cohen in the depth chart last year. He had 935 rushing yards for nine touchdowns and had 20 receptions for 145 yards. Receptions were Tariq Cohen's job. Tariq Cohen was the guy who would receive the ball. Howard is the guy who would run the ball. But Howard now is in a committee of backs. They have Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, Miles Sanders. These guys might take away from his carries, which is why he is my number 31 back. Then, my next couple of options are guys who are worth to take a risk on. Darius Geis, Peyton Barber, Ido Smith. Geis is going to be the number one in Washington this year, but you have to watch out for Peterson. Peterson is a veteran back and could steal carries away from him. At number, he, Geis is my number 32. Peyton Barber, he is the starting back there in Tampa Bay, but Ronald Jones might steal the job from him. He is my number 33, Peyton Barber. Number 34 is Idol Smith, and I really like Idol Smith because if Devontae Freeman gets injured, Smith becomes the number one in Atlanta. Number 35, I have Matt Breida, who could you could say he is a starting back in San Francisco. And then I have Kareem Hunt at 36 because he is suspended for the first eight games in Cleveland, but once he comes back, he can make an impact. Number 37, I have Tevin Coleman, who is also a back on the 49ers, but he, they also have Matt Breida, so... Those are guys I wouldn't go near because they will steer, steal carries from each other, which makes me afraid of them. At number 38, I have LaShawn McCoy. and number 39, I have Henderson, who is a good option in the Rams if Gurley gets hurt. And at number 40, I have Adrian Peterson. That wraps up my running backs. And now we will go to wide receivers. First, we have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had a great year last year. Devontae was able to put up pretty awesome stats. Devontae Adams will be a good wide receiver if Rodgers does not get hurt. If Rodgers gets hurt, they are kind of screwed because they don't have a great quarterback too. Devontae Adams had... 111 receptions last year for 1,000, 
386 yards, five 100-yard games, 13 touchdowns. That's really awesome stats. And Adams only played 50 games. Adams is my number one. People might not agree with me. They might say Hopkins is. They could go either either way. Hopkins could be the one. Adams could be the two. Adams could be the one. Hopkins could be the two. But coming in at number two is DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins put up 115 receptions last year for 1,572 yards. He had seven 100-yard games and 11 touchdowns. Hopkins played one more game than Devontae Adams, if you're wondering why uh, Hopkins might have better stats by a little bit than Adams. But Hopkins is a great option at two. At number three, the Browns' new wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Beckham, in 12 games last year, had 77 receptions for 1,052 yards. He had six touchdowns in just 12 games, as I already said. Beckham is going to be better on the Browns because they have a better quarterback. Sorry, Eli Manning, you're getting older, but Baker's getting young, younger. Well, he is getting older, but Baker Mayfield is a great option at quarterback in fantasy and in real life. And Beckham will be the guy that will benefit from him. At number four, the speedster on the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was amazing last year. He could get very long touchdowns. He could return punts. He could get... 100-yard games. He was awesome. This is why he's my wide receiver, number four, above Jones, Thomas, Smith-Schuster, Brown. But Mahomes and Hill, that connection can't get any better than that, which makes him my number four. Julio Jones, my number five. He is also always a top five wide receiver almost every single year. He had 100 13 receptions for 1,677 yards. He had 24 receptions over 20 yards and 8 touchdowns. Julio Jones might not be the guy to catch touchdown passes. He did have 8, but last year in the first 7-8 games, he couldn't catch a touchdown pass, which might scare some people away, but Julio Jones is a top 5 guy. At number 6, I have Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is on the Saints and has Drew Brees as quarterback. If you have that guy as a quarterback, you're most likely going to have to be a top 15, top 10 wide receiver. And Michael Thomas, with the talent he has, makes him a number 6 wide receiver. He had 125 receptions with led the NFL and also led the NFL. Well, my mistake. He also had 1,405 yards in the air and nine touchdown passes caught. This makes him an elite option, a wide receiver number one in all fantasy leagues. At number seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers' elite wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. Smith-Schuster had a great year last year. He put up 111 yards for for 1,426 yards and had seven touchdowns in the air. He might have had less touchdowns than most top wide receivers, but he is an elite option 
makes him a number one wide receiver. Can't get any better than that. At number eight, I have Antonio Brown, who is now on the Oakland Raiders. Antonio Brown had 104 receptions for 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns. This number is going to decrease because Derek Carr is not as good as a quarterback as Ben Roethlisberger. But Antonio Brown, even if he doesn't have a great year, he's still going to get at least 9-10 touchdowns and put up 1,000 yards and around 100 receptions, which makes him a top option. At number 9, I have Mike Evans. Mike Evans was a, had a monster 2018. He had 86 receptions for 1,524 yards and 8 touchdowns. If you miss on the top 8 guys here, Mike Evans is not a bad option at 1. And then the pairing in Minnesota. I have Thielen as my number 10 and Stefan Diggs at number 11. Thielen and Diggs was a great combo last year. Thielen put up 1,373 yards along with 113 receptions and 9 touchdowns. And Diggs had the same amount of touchdowns at 9, had 102 receptions and 1,021 receiving yards. Both of these guys are great options. And though Thielen had, let's say, 300 more receiving yards... This will put him above Stefan Diggs, even though Diggs is not a bad option. At number 12, I have Keenan Allen. He did regress, though, <laughs> if, you, if you look at his stats, even though he had a great year. In 2017, he had 102 receptions for 1,393 yards and 6 touchdowns. In 2018, he had 97 receptions. For 1,196 yards and 6 touchdowns. He had the same amount of touchdowns, but had 5 less receptions, which is not a big deal. But did regress, had a be- 197 less receiving yards. That's not a big difference. Well, if you really needed it last year, it might be. But he is still a top 15 option. At number 13, I have A.J. Green. A.J. Green is going to be injured for the first few games. He's definitely going to be out week one. But A.J. Green is not a bad option if you really need a wide receiver one, if you really want in on running backs. If you already got a wide receiver one, you go for A.J. Green. Not a bad option. If you don't want to take a risk, don't go for him because he only played nine games last year, caught 46 balls, had 694 receptions, and only... And caught six touchdowns. In 2016, he also only played 10 games. So, Green is an injury risk. So, if you have the option to stay away from him, stay away from him. At number 14, 15, and 16, I have the Rams pairing. I have Robert Woods at 14, Brandon Cooks at 15, and Cooper Cup at 16. If Cooper Cup wasn't coming off an ACL injury, he'd be my... Number 14, Woods would be the 15, and Cooks would be the 16. But you can't go wrong with any of these as your wide receiver number 2, which is why I have them at 14, 15, and 16. At number 17, I have Amari Cooper. Once he was traded to the Cowboys, he came back to wide receiver 2. With the Raiders, 
He was a bench player. Flex at best. He had 75 receptions for 1,005 yards and 7 touchdowns. These Most of these stats he put up with the Cowboys. And with the Cowboys, I think he'll be able to even put up better numbers this year because for most... For at least half of the year, he's with the Raiders. So expect him to do better. At number 18, a guy you could always count on, Julian Edelman. In 12 games last year, he had 74 receiving yards for 850 yards and 6 touchdown passes. Julian Edelman always is big for you. Is a great number 2 wide receiver, which is why he's my number 18. At number 19, Kenny Galladay. With Golden Tate gone in New York... He is their number one. Marvin Jones will come back. Might take a few targets and catches away from him. Maybe a touchdown or two. But Galdae is still a good number two. If you were stacked on my receivers, he's an awesome option at flex. And to round out the top 20, I have Chris Godwin. Godwin now is the number two wide receiver on the Buccaneers. With Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys gone, he will get... At least 40 more targets in. At number 21, I have Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey played 13 games from the Eagles last year because he missed the first three games because of injury. He will do much better than last year because he obviously is going to have to put up better stats barring an injury. He caught 65 balls for 843 yards and had six touchdown passes. At number 22 is T.Y. Hilton. And it's a disappointment because Hilton is an awesome option, is a wide receiver one when Andrew Luck is there. But no more of Captain Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is now going to be relaxing, and he can enjoy his retirement now. But T.Y. Hilton might not be enjoying the rest of his NFL career. Unless the Colts really find a good quarterback. Because with Brissett, Hilton goes down in the rankings. When Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback in 2017, T.Y. Hilton only caught 57 balls. 57. Didn't even touch 1,000 yards, 966, and only had four touchdown passes. With When Andrew Luck was there in 2016 and 2018... In 2016, Hilton almost touched 1,500 yards, had six touchdowns, and had six 100-yard games. In 2018, Hilton had 76 catches for 1,270 yards and another six touchdowns. Pretty awesome numbers, but they won't be awesome this year. At number 23, I have Will Fuller, the number two wide receiver on the Houston Texans. Now, if Will Fuller does not get injured because he is an injury risk. Only played seven games last year because of a torn right ACL. He is a great option because in 11 games that he's played, the last 11, he has 11 touchdowns with Deshaun Watson. That shows they have a great connection. This makes him my wide receiver number 23. At 24, Tyler Lockett. Lockett is the number one now because Baldwin, who knows where he is. Baldwin. Is gone. Tyler Lockett, though, is coming in and will be their number one wide receiver. This is going to be really good for Lockett as he will put up much better numbers than 57 catches for 900, 
65 yards, and 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns is a lot, though. He might be around 10 touchdowns, but he's going to put up much more catches and maybe touch 1,200 yards, which can push him to the top 15 wide receiver conversation. At number 25, I have Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd came on last year. was a great option. In 2016-2017, nobody knew who this guy was. Last year, in 14 games, 76 receptions for 1,028 yards and 7 touchdowns. He became their number one wide receiver when Green was hurt, which is why this makes him a number 25 option. This really shows how deep this is. At number 26, I have Allen Robinson, which is not a bad option. Didn't have that great of a year last year with Trubisky. Only put up 754 yards and four touchdowns. Only had 55 receptions, but they will improve this year. Robbie Anderson at number 27. He can move up a couple spots in the rankings, but Bell might take away some more targets than him because Bell is a great option at running back. The Jets did not have Bell last year. Anderson is going to be the number one wide receiver in New York and is a great option there. At number 28, I have Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is now the number two wide receiver. He only put up 976 yards last year and only had four touchdowns along with 81 receptions. That was when he was a wide receiver number one there. Now he's the two, and he could even be considered their number three, number four option. At number 29, I have Calvin Ridley, who was the number two in Atlanta. Put up solid numbers last year as their number two. 64 receptions for 821 yards and 10 touchdowns is the number you like to say. This makes him my number 29. And rounding out the top 30, I have DJ Moore. DJ Moore is the number one in Carolina. He can climb up these rankings as a number one because he is their, you can say, second option on the team behind McCaffrey. Olsen is getting older, which makes Moore the second option. Moore, he will do better than 55, 70, 788, and two touchdowns. Moore will put up at least... Six to seven touchdowns. We'll get very close to a thousand yards, maybe even get it, and get at least seventy-five to eighty-five receptions. Next at wide receiver thirty-one, Sammy Watkins, not a guy I, uh, that is a great option at wide receiver two, which makes him wide receiver three, wide receiver four at best. Sammy Watkins. In 10 games this year, caught 40 balls for 519 yards, had three touchdowns. In a Chiefs offense, this is what makes him the number one, number 31 wide receiver. At number 32, reinstated Josh Gordon, who will put up good numbers with Tom Brady as your quarterback. At number 33, I have Cortland Sutton, who will probably be their number one wide receiver because he is a young guy, has... Emmanuel Sanders alongside him. Sanders could become their number one, but Sutton is still a good option. Now, at number 34, I have Marvin Jones. He's going to come back from an injury here. Marvin Jones 
Only played nine games last year, half of the season. 35 catches for 508 yards and five touchdowns. He is not a bad option as a wide receiver three or four. And to round out the top 35, I have Deshaun Jackson. This guy is now back in Philadelphia and is a deep ball threat. When he has his good weeks, he could win you a fantasy football game. His bad weeks aren't the best to say. Not great. But this guy can win fantasy games. And now I will list the rest from 36 to 50. At number 36, I'm Mike Williams. This guy had 10 touchdowns last year. Number 37, Dante Pettis. He will be their number one, but they have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, not a guy I love. Number 38, Emmanuel Sanders, will be alongside Cortland Sutton as a co-wide receiver number one there. Jeronimo Allison, number two in Green Bay, and Rodgers loves his wide receiver number twos. So, he is not a bad option there. At number 40, I have Tyrell Williams in Oakland. He could be a good wide receiver down there as number two. If Brown gets hurt, he becomes a wide receiver number one. Number 41, I have Christian Kirk, who could be a deep ball threat with Kyler Murray. Number 42, I have D.D. Westbrook, who is the number one in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has to ha- have at least a- one guy on this list, and he's their number one, so has to be a 42. 43, I have Nikhil Harry. Hasn't had the best preseason, but he will still put up good numbers as a rookie. 44, I have Sterling Shepard. He could climb up these rankings a lot once he gets back. 45, I have the aging Larry Fitzgerald. He won't put up horrible numbers, but he'll be a good wide receiver four for you. At 46, I have Zay Jones on the Buffalo Bills. And then at 47, Robert Foster. And these two are a pairing in Buffalo with Josh Allen, who you know can throw the ball. And at 48, I have Golden Tate, who's going to start the season in a four-game suspension. Then I have the speedster, number 49, McCole Hardman. And to cap it off, I have Curtis Samuel on the Carolina Panthers. So now we will move to tight ends. Tight ends, number one, also another Kansas City Chief. His name is Travis Kelsey. He had an amazing year. He was almost unstoppable last year. Travis Kelsey had 103 catches for 1,336 yards and 10 touchdowns. For tight end, these are almost like wide receiver number one stats, which is why he's the number one in tight ends. Number two, I have Zach Ertz. Ertz set the record for receptions by tight end with 116 last year. He had 1,163 yards in the air and had eight touchdowns. He was also an elite option last year for Eagles, which makes him my tight end number two. And to round out the big three is George Kittle. Kittle caught 88 balls for 1,377 yards and five touchdowns last year. Also, great numbers for a tight end. And once you get past these top three, it changes a lot. It's going to be a pretty big drop-off. But Kittle was awesome for the 49ers last year, which is why he will probably say is the tight end number three in fantasy. At number four, I have Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram last year, 
Uh, played only 11 games, had nothing really to show for. 45 catches for 577 yards and three touchdowns. This is because he was the number three, maybe number four, if you count Sterling Shepard as the number three behind Barkley, Beckham, and Shepard. Ingram is now the number two in New York. Ingram will improve massively, which is why he'll be the tight end number four here. At number five, I have O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard also played one less game than Ingram last year at 10. Ingram and Howard both missed games. Ingram put up similar numbers to Howard. Howard caught 34 balls for 565 yards and 5 touchdowns. Numbers similar to Ingram. But Howard also will improve this year as Jameis Winston's number 2 option behind Mike Evans. Howard is a big tight end, and he will be a massive fantasy impact for owners. At number six, I have Jared Cook. For an offense that was one of the worst last year, the Oakland Raiders, he was great for them last year in fantasy. Jared Cook caught 68 balls for 896 yards and six touchdowns. Now he's on the Saints with Drew Brees. You can't get much better than that, going from Derek Carr to Drew Brees. Cook is going to most likely put up better stats unless we see what ha- unless we have the Jimmy Graham situation. Jimmy Graham, he went to the Packers after the Seahawks and was a total flop. Next, at number 7, have Hunter Henry coming off a right ACL injury. But Hunter Henry didn't put up the best stats. He was almost similar to Ingram in 2017. But Hunter Henry is going to be a top option for Phillip Rivers in Los Angeles. He will probably be their number two option, which is why he's my tight end number seven. At number eight, I have Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron also is on the Colts. His ranking drops. He would have been my tight end number four if Luck didn't retire. But Luck has retired, which drops him a lot. You will not see Eric Ebron catching 13 touchdown passes this year. And he will not catch 66 balls, most likely. And will probably not get 750 yards. Major disappointment. At number nine, I have David Njoku. David Njoku was... Not a bad option last year. 56 catches for 639 yards and 4 touchdowns. But with an improved Baker Mayfield and a much better offense, he's going to be a top 10 tight end this year. At number 10, Vance McDonald on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vance McDonald is now Pittsburgh's number 3 option. Jesse James, Brown, and Bell are gone. Vance McDonald caught 50 balls for 600. 10 yards last year, and had four touchdowns. Those numbers are going to improve this year. He will get at least 70 catches, will put up 800 to 900 yards, and will catch around seven to eight touchdowns. Major improvement. He will be a number 10 tight end. Then, from number 11, you have Austin Hooper, who had a good year last year, 71 for 660 and four touchdowns. With Matt Ryan, he is not a bad option as a possible backup tight end. 
Then at number 12, you have Delaney Walker coming off a injury in week one to his right ankle. Delaney Walker, though, is Mariota's favorite option. Delaney Walker could be a backup tight end this year in fantasy. But Delaney Walker is not going to be a bad option. He will put up similar numbers to 2017 and 2016 where he caught around 70 balls for 800 yards and between 3 to 7 touchdowns. Not a bad option as a backup. At number 13, you have Trey Burton. Burton didn't have an impressive year last year. 54 for 569 and 6 touchdowns. Burton, he will catch maybe... 60 balls last year, this year, well, might stay around 570 yards and will probably catch maybe again six touchdowns. I don't see that big of an improvement from Burton. And number 14, I have Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is on the Vikings, and there are many options ahead of him, and they are becoming a run-heavier offense, which is why he will drop to a backup tight end. And closing out the top 15, I have Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, I could see having a better year here. Jimmy Graham had a horrible year last year. Only had two touchdown catches and only 636 receiving yards for 55 receptions. Jimmy Graham, I see, could improve this year. As in year one with Russell Wilson, did not have a great year. Year two had a much better year. And now from 16 to 20, Jack Doyle, who could improve because with Brissett, he was not a bad option to Brissett. Number 17, Greg Olson, aging, so he becomes a backup. Then Jordan Reed, always an injury risk on Washington. 19, Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Not a bad option at a backup, who is the receiving tight end there ahead of Hayden Hurst. And at number 20, Tyler Eifert. You're going to have to take a risk, and he is their starting tight end. Always an injury risk. In the last three years, he's played 14 games. Shows how injuries can really affect someone. And now we have kickers. So I will just go list through the kickers since we are almost at an hour 15 here. I have Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, great option here. Justin Tucker, always great option, great option in fantasy. Always puts up good enough numbers. Butker, also a great option here. Fairbairn, the number one kicker last year. He's my number four. But I don't think he'll repeat. He'll be a top five kicker this year. Then I have Will Lutz and then Rosas. Rosas might be a little high, but he was pretty automatic last year. So that's why Rosas is going to be my number six kicker. Then at number seven, Jason Myers. Jason Myers... Had a great year last year with the Jets. He made almost all of his attempts, just missing three, and just missed also three extra point attempts. Then I have Goskowski at number eight, which is pretty low for him. Did not have that great of a year. Missed five field goal attempts and also missed an extra point. Maher behind him also had a good year. Gold came back to Mr. Automatic, missing only one field goal and two extra points. Then behind him, I have Badgley, who now is the Chargers kicker. Chargers finally found a good kicker. Then Mason Crosby, not a bad backup kicker. 
Then Prater and Joseph. Prater is always the guy that you know can make a long field goal attempt. And Joseph, I see, can improve here. Can climb up at least five spots, maybe even climb into the top five, which might be a little reach. But the Browns' offense is going to be much better this year, which is why he has a chance to climb up those rankings. At number 15, Jake Elliott. Then 16, Vinatieri, who might also drop off a little bit because, again, the Colts' offense is going to drop off because Luck retired. Then at 17, I have Suckup on the Titans. At 18, I have Josh Lambeau on the Jacksonville Jaguars. At 19, I have Graham Gano. And to cap it off, I have Dustin Hopkins at number 20 in Washington. Now, finally, we will go to defense. Number one, there's no other number one than the Bears. So, they're the number one. At number two, I have the Rams defense. The Rams defense also had a great year last year. They had four defensive touchdowns and 41 sacks, 18 interceptions. A great number two defense. Then I have the Texans. They might drop off a little bit. They're the team inside the top five that I could see dropping off because Clowney is holding out, which can affect their defense, but they still do have J.J. Watt. Then at number four, the Jaguars, they're going to definitely rebound this year, have a much better year than last year. Then at five, the Vikings, always they always have a good defense. Then from six through ten, I have the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Ravens, and the Browns. The Browns' defense can rise this year. They have Garrett. They have newly acquired Vernon. They have good options there. They will have a decent defense. The Ravens, they could drop off a little bit because they have lost notable guys such as Eric Weddle, Terrell Suggs, and C.J. Mosley. Also, Broncos always has a solid defense. Chiefs, they weren't. In real life, a great defense last year, but a pretty good fantasy defense. And seven, the Chargers. They weren't that bad last year, also. And then from at 11, I have the Patriots. They always come up clutch, usually. At number 11. At 12, I have the Saints. Then the Steelers at 13. Steelers can have a sneaky good defense this year. They have TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Justin... I mean, Javon Hargrave, they can make games nightmares for teams. At 14, I have the Redskins, and then at 15, I have the Seahawks. Seahawks can always be a sneaky good backup defense who you can end up using as your starting defense. I know they're not the big defense they once used to be, but now they also have acquired Frank Clark from the Chiefs, and they also have a great linebacking group of Barcavius Mingo, Bobby Wagner, and KJ Wright. So they won't be a bad option here. Then at 16, I have the Panthers. At 17, the Cowboys. Cowboys have a chance to arrive with Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. 18, I have the Bills, who gave up the fewest rushing, no, the fewest yards on the ground last year. At 19, I have the Colts. And at 20, I have the Bengals defense. So that rounds up the defense slash special teams. And now to close out my show, I have busts and sleepers this year. So, at quarterback, 
My first bust is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a backup quarterback. He might not be like a bust like usually as a, like a top 10, top 15 guy that ends up as like a top 30 guy, something like that. But he's a backup that could end up being a guy just sitting on the waiver aisle, waiver wire. He struggled in the preseason last year. He has barely any options besides Kittle, only maybe Pettis. He is coming up a torn ACL and has only played 10 games as a starting quarterback. This is why I see he could easily be a bust here, which is why he's on the list. Then at running back, this might be a little surprise, but might not be a massive bust, but LeVon Bell. LeVon Bell hasn't played in a year. He might still stay a top running back, but he will not be a top five running back. He can fall to a top 15, maybe top 20. I don't see top 20 really happening, but top 15. He could fall off here a little bit. He isn't on that great of a team, and the defense might stack the box because Darnold is now a second-year quarterback and really only has Anderson as an option at wide receiver. At wide receiver, it has to be T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is going to go from a wide receiver one to a wide receiver three here because Andrew Luck, again, is now enjoying his life in retirement. Jacoby Brissett is not the quarterback that owners would want Hilton to have because without Luck... Hilton is nothing, really. He might only catch a pass, two passes, three passes a game. And also at wide receiver, I have Jarvis Landry. He didn't put up impressive numbers last year as their one and is now the number three and possibly the number four option in Cleveland behind Beckham, Chubb, Njoku, which puts him at four. And finally, Hunter Henry also has the bust label because... He hasn't played in a year, is coming off the torn ACL, and when he was playing, he didn't put up top tight end numbers to make him that good of a tight end. He might be getting the hype this year, but he could easily, might lose the hype just as easy as he got it. And now to my sleepers. At quarterback, I have Mitchell Trubisky. He had moments last year where he shined and showed his potential to be a top 10 quarterback. Trubisky is going to improve this year and could easily push as a high-end quarterback too. And maybe if you really need a quarterback for a couple weeks, if your quarterback gets injured, make a trade or start Trubisky because he is not a bad option. At running back, I have Leonard Fournette. If Fournette doesn't get injured, he is going to be a great option because the quarterback situation went from horrible to above average. Nick Foles can even play above average at times. Teams are not going to stack the box as often as I said earlier in the show. And Fournette will find holes he usually doesn't see and he could easily become a top 10 running back. At my also running backs... I have James White. James White is a top 25 back. James White, though, could push top 10. 
and he did last year because he caught a lot of balls and did score touchdowns. James White is not usually type of sleeper, you would say, because he's not a bad option. But James White, some weeks he might be your running back one in a running back two or flex position. So, that's what I see out of him. At wide receiver, I have Chris Godwin. He is going to gain at least 35 to 55 targets, which can lead to 20 to 35 more receptions. Chris Godwin is now the wide receiver two there. Sean Jackson is in Philly. Humphreys is in Tennessee, which will make him a sleeper here. He will be drafted and could easily be a high-end wide receiver too. And to close out the show, as my last sleeper at tight end, I have Vance McDonald. With LeVon Bell, Antonio Brown, Jesse James now in Detroit gone, he will be a top 10 tight end. Could push top 5. He's the guy in the top 10 I could see jumping up to top 5. Because he will put up much larger numbers than he did last year at 50 for 6-10 and 4 touchdowns because he is a top option there in Pittsburgh. Okay, that will wrap it up. Thank you everybody that is listening and we will see you next time on The Extra Point.